everybody, I'm back after like two and a half months. Sorry for the radio silence. I don't even really have a great excuse other than that I've been really busy and kind of overloaded my plate with stuff. So I had to offload something and naturally, since I don't collect any revenue for the podcast, it was the first responsibility I felt like I could temporarily put aside without my world collapsing. But like I said, the break was temporary. I do plan to keep the podcast going. However, I will be reformatting in some ways that I haven't really set in stone entirely, but a few things. I'm not going to stream and interview at the same time anymore, for kind of obvious reasons. I'm still going to make YouTube videos with a YouTube channel and uh, kind of augment the podcast a little bit with the gameplay footage or images, so the YouTube channel is still going to be a thing probably change up the intro music I'm, I'm not sure I don't know I, I really like making music so um, that, that'll probably be a thing um, probably gonna change up how I find interviews probably gonna mostly hand select interviews from now on um, and not over schedule because I was kind of backed up there for a bit um, I was the way I was doing it before was I was just taking them from the internet basically just I, I had a form to help me with like calendar and stuff and it just it just kind of blew up so I, I kind of stopped promoting that because it was there was too many I didn't want to turn people away but at the same time like um, I was I was overdoing it so luckily things kind of winded down naturally um, but I do feel bad because I have like three interviews including this one and um, it's i'm just i'm super sorry i haven't gotten them out yet they're still valid interviews they're still uh like this one is the game's still not out yet so uh my my bad totally especially to the devs um i'll probably do things differently after these interviews things will probably start to change a little bit and sound and stuff but um yeah so anyways back to indie game dev report <laughs> episode 12 here we are, finally. I've got an interview with Solace Studios in South Africa. And I don't know, I, I didn't know anything about, um, well, I, I go into it in the interview. It's, it's, a, it's a lengthy interview, I do cut it down a bit. Um, if, if you want the full thing, you can check out the video. I think that's gonna be a little bit longer because it's hard to edit that type of stuff. <laughs> so, um, yeah check out the video if you want to see the whole thing there's a little bit of gameplay in the middle um if you're just listening to it don't get too worried it's not very long and then there's a lot of uh game design and game dev questions afterwards so just, you know just bear with the sound effects and uh and the strangeness of it it's a cool game it's really great but it's really not the best to try to stream and podcast at the same time right and in fact there's not a lot of good there's not a lot of good games for that um so like maybe maybe the original toe jam and earl <laughs> would be good for that right <laughs> i could think of the games on like my hand on one hand maybe um uh toe jam and earl being like the my big thumb i don't i don't know um it's not exactly the easiest thing to do so <laughs> just bear with it and uh enjoy the interview Okay, everybody, I've got an awesome interview today with uh, Solace Studios. 
Um, we've got Rob, Adrian, and I cannot remember your name. Cornet. Cornelius. Cornet. I was... Cornelius. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. So, so today I've got Hex, which is a hacking simulator. And uh, it's it's a really cool project. Um, now, what inspired this project? Is Adrian? Uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, I guess that's one for for Adrian to uh, to answer. He's the one that normally comes with all all the ideas for for new games. Um, obviously, you're you're not real hackers, I don't think. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, otherwise, it would probably re- resemble something a little bit closer to hacking. But this is actually pretty fun. It's like it's almost like mini games are kind of um, they're like puzzle mini games tied together with yeah. like a beat the clock kind of sensation, with also like a cooperative um, like situation. Yeah, basically, it's just. Um... Because all the hacking games I've played before is quite realistic to the actual thing. And if you have a development background like I do, you won't enjoy it at all. Because it will be very confusing or either boring. So I feel Hex is pretty much an in-betweener for both, for people who don't know and people who have uh, history with development. So yeah, it's just like an in-between like a... middle because it's more arcadey yeah. and uh, mini games, as you say, than actual hacking because you don't really get this interface when hacking. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess it's more just puzzle-based games in a hacking interface, if I could put it like that. Yeah, no, I I had a lot of fun playing it too, and uh, it's like you can you can kind of pretend to be a hacker, but mostly you're just kind of like getting better at typing a few little things and clicking on the things, and you know it's 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 fun. It's a nice little pretend thing. Yeah, it's a lot more Hollywood hacking than actual hacking. Yeah, Hollywood hacking. Right, right. And in the demo, which which uh, you can just go up to Steam and grab if you check it out, I definitely recommend grabbing the demo. Um, there's only a, a couple or a few different puzzles that you can do, um, but it's still super fun, and it's like it definitely is a good demo. Um, but they actually gave me a code, so I can play it here in a second. Um, but I would like to go into your guys' backgrounds a little bit before we, uh, we jump into the game. Cool. If, right. Who would like to start? Uh, well, basically, it's uh, Kuna and I have been friends since high school, and we've been uh, collaborating on a bunch of different projects. And uh, yeah, we got together. I can't even remember. I think it was during the week. Got together for a beer, and uh, decided, hey, we've always wanted to make make a game, and we we really like video games. So why not just give it a try? And uh, yeah, that's where we reached out to to Adrian and kind of just went from there. Yeah, because I um, used to work for a digital signature company. And um, I knew Cornet from a friend. He's uh, my friend's brother. That's how I know Cornet. And then when those uh, Rob and Cornet met and started talking about making a game, they both were like, uh, we don't know how to code. And then Cornet just actually recommended me because I know how to code. And that's when that's how the whole thing started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Cornet is a is a graphic designer and I'm a sound engineer. So that's kind of we figured those three elements put them together, then we we're covering all of all the bases basically. Absolutely. Now have you all worked on games before in other projects or other teams? 
Not at all. Uh, no, no, yeah, this is our not. very first time. Wow, that's yeah. really cool. Andrea and I had a bit of a background, I guess. We made a few small games. Yeah, I was playing around with uh, game engines and everything. With with Game Maker, you said? Uh, no, I was playing around with Unity when I was uh, still learning everything, and I just created this little mobile game just for fun. I covered a free game on uh, iOS and that. And uh, Android. But that's wow. about all experience I actually have from game development. So that was your your like baby steps into the industry. Yeah, basically that's why I decided like I want to make games. This is fun, but never really had a graphic designer or a sound engineer because even that game doesn't have any sound. It's just like because <laughs> I have no clue what goes on with sound. Because I mean, Rob will just come up with a bunch of sounds, like prototype sounds. And I'll say, yeah, this is great. This is amazing. But it's like, it's just a prototype. It's not supposed to sound good. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm really impressed with the sound. It, it lends itself oh, to the nice. background, but good sound does that in a video game. Uh, y- y- you know it's good sound when you don't really, when it doesn't influence your, like, attention too much, but it's, it yeah. drives your, like, fixation on the game. Well, yeah, that's, that's kind of the approach. Yeah, it makes a massive difference. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's, that's the, the type of approach I tried to take with, with Hex was to, to create the sound so that it's subtle, so that you, you don't necessarily know that it's there while you're playing, but if, it, if, it, if it's not there, then you immediately know, you know? Yeah, that's a great way to put it. But in this game, you do, you do start to say, like, wow, this, this audio is really good. But it, it's, it's a subtle thing. It took me about maybe even like five minutes of playing before I picked up on, wow, this audio is like intense, like really good because it, it just fits the game so well. Also, the graphic design nice. qualities too. So I, I can see how this team is like perfect for this project. Now, um, is, was, did the idea form with the team or the, uh, the... So which came first, the team then or the idea? Um, we, so we, uh, yeah, go for Kornay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we so when we met up, you know, we kind of threw some ideas around, and we started on a platformer, and we were working on that like a also kind of like a limbo game, you know, limbo. Uh, I know of it. I I actually haven't played it, but I've seen footage of it. Yeah, so it's like a platformer slash kind of a horror game, but. Solve puzzles. So we started on something like that, and eventually we we kind of just put that on hold and moved over to Hex. The Hex was um, more realistic idea. Adrian's ideas, yeah, and it was like just something we could release sooner, and it wouldn't take as much time as a platformer. And it was it was a cool idea, you know, it's kind of unique in a way that. No, there are similar games, but not really you know, in this vein. So yeah, we jumped on that, and yeah, I think we took a bit more of a unique angle in this genre. Yeah, I, I think you did too. I, I really like it, and uh, honestly, um, I'm I'm actually working on something that's got like a cyberpunk feel as like a you know a pro- a future project. And there's there's going to be hacking in the game, so I'm definitely looking at all types of different hacking games. And your game has definitely okay. me. so don't be surprised if something <laughs> from your game 
in my game because that's how much I liked it. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's only eight puzzles now, and we're aiming for eight puzzles per chapter. I haven't told Cornet and Rob about that, but I'm planning on making eight pu- puzzles per chapter. So, oh, I'm of, a bunch of ideas now, but I think it'll be pretty sick to just have, just keep the ball rolling and just every time something new for each chapter instead of having the same puzzles over and over, just getting like washed out. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, to me, from what I've seen and only the demo, it seems like it's just jam-packed of ideas. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to, to playing a little bit more here. Um, before, there was, I was, was going to ask something, and now I've kind of forgotten. But I guess I'm just going to play it, um, and it'll probably come to me while I'm playing it here. All right, let me go back to my library here. And, and, oh wait, is that? So hopefully in the next two weeks or so, we'll have our first major update, and that'll definitely improve the, uh, the tutorial and the uh, intuitiveness of the game. I, I turned up the audio here a little bit uh, so the stream can hear it. Um, so I'm going to probably go back and adjust it if it's too loud, but I do want people to hear how cool this is. <laughs> uh, so I'm just going to start the game here and uh, hit up first so level. decided to ditch the straight and narrow and try our hand at hacking here. Do hear our main voice so of the We have the perfect job for a noob like you. That's cool. Cool. The central nah. bank of Beck is currently busy switching over to a new IT My service provider, that, uh, which means that this is the American perfect accident. time to execute a cyber attack. <laughs> you have a small window of opportunity, so you'll have to be quick and keep your wits about you. Now, this bank contains two uh, security measurements for the podcast listeners. Logger, they won't be able to hear this note. part, so I'll have to edit it. But, um, I could probably get it in, get the audio from the stream, so it your account. should be fine. Okay, so I'm just gonna hit the button here and uh, start playing. I'm gonna go solo since I don't have someone else. I imagine that's pretty fun though. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you've tested it internally that way. Yeah, I guess that that's the, the main aspect of the of the game that we're trying to sell is the, the whole co-op experience. It does make it a single player well. just so you don't feel obliged to buy two copies of the game so you can still play on your own. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's my uh, dyslexia for you. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? 1355. So, uh, for the audience here, what I'm doing is I'm switching between the views with the tab. Now, there is a timer, so I'm, I don't want to lose here. So, I'm just going to start playing here. We've got list, and it gives you all the commands. I'm going to install the apps. And I did play this last night. Wow, there is a lot of apps here. Okay, so I'm gonna switch over and see what I need. All I need is this one and this one. So I'm gonna grab that one and that one. All right. Uh, we did not cater for this aspect ratio. I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> we did not cater for this aspect ratio. <laughs> Some of the UI is uh, a little bit oh. lopsided. Oh, I didn't even I didn't even pick up on that. Okay, uh, alright, so we're gonna unlock, uh, what, we got Forest, was it? Yeah. Alright, yeah, uh, uh, unlock, Forest, oh, 
All right, so after we unlock it, then we can access it. And I can type in some yes. stuff, but I'm gonna launch that app first. So we're gonna do run, and then the node name, which was force. Yeah. Oh, that's bracket and space. Oh, uh, you yeah again to need the yep. Okay, and so now I'm gonna just type in some gibberish here, and switch. Oh, not caps lock. Switch. And uh, let's see here. Now we get a list of. I'm gonna guess turtle, just because I like turtles. Turtles. <laughs> uh, wait, I spelled it wrong. Turtle. Okay. It was wrong. Okay, but we've got less possibilities here. So I'm gonna go with people. Let's check this out. Eh, nothing. Let's try circle. Oh, keep hitting the caps lock. Circle. Nothing. Let's try yellow. Uh, still stuck on 67%. <laughs> there we go. Oh no, I'm Which running out of time. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow, it's gotta be 11 then. <laughs> so normally that one doesn't take as long. Uh, <laughs> Alright, so now we exit. There we go. See, this is, this is where our new update will hopefully help. Sure, sure. Uh, and then this one was Keylogger? Yeah, that's yes. Alright, so Keylogger's been unlocked. I can click on it now. And so here I'm gonna uh, run Keylogger.exe. And now we've got. Uh, let's see. I don't really remember how to. Okay, now, yeah, so these are. So with this, yeah, you start with hitting log, and then it shows you the possible letters that you have. We'll just have to try that one again. <laughs> <laughs> See, the idea with the with the new update will be to add a, a practice level, basically, so that you could do exactly what you did now, but without the timer. So you can basically training level. Uh, yes. for each node, as well as a guidance screen, so you have like um, a bunch of arrows or something. We're still working on the design for it, but just basically pointing to different parts of the screen, which is important for the current mission or node. Um, just help you like guide through everything, so you know what to do before you actually start the game. Yeah, and you can figure it out without having to worry about the timer. Yeah, no, I think that's a great idea. Um, obviously, the timer is a good aspect to the game, but it yes. does make learning a little difficult, um, and it yeah. makes it a little bit frustrating. But it also makes you want to play faster. Yeah, some finesse. Yes, yeah, so a lot of the feedback is with regards to the tutorial and kind of the learning curve. Um, like you said, now it it can be a bit frustrating trying to figure out the game when you're doing it to a timer. Wait, what? What happened? 
I'd spell keylogger wrong and it still worked. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's something to look at. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't we think it was going to work and then it did. F and. We'll make a note of that. <laughs> oh. What do I have to do here? I clicked and it didn't, it didn't stop. Uh, you have to hit spacebar. Ah, spacebar. See again, that's where the update will make that more like intuitive yeah, and clearer that you need All to right. hit spacebar. So let's see here. We've got or Q and at. There's at. Now we've got one U and H. All right, so we've got those, and now. Uh, Oh, wait, we gotta start the transfer first, don't we? Yeah. Alright, so here, we're watching these little connection nodes, and now that one's blinking, so we're gonna turn it off. This is this is probably the easiest of the the puzzles. It's not so much a puzzle. It's just kind of fun. Um, and yeah, it, we're actually looking at making it more difficult as you progress through the game. It's oh, something we have at the moment. There was a last moment thing because before there was no pipe, so you just had to sit there and watch as money flows in. This oh, got boring. quite boring. Yeah, so we just had these little pipes just to make it a little bit more challenging as well, just to hit you with the last puzzle, or not last, the last stuff. Oh, I wasn't watching the time. <laughs> You're out of time again. Oh, oh man. No. Well, that, that's, you know, I wasn't paying attention. So that's how that works. But uh, that part where you're transferring the funds, that that is so fun because it feels like you're actually hacking at that point. Like, like all the the mini games are out of the way. Now you're just doing some some digital stuff and like hoping you don't get caught. And then and then someone's like obviously watching on the other side, turning off those valves on you. And you yes. got someone on the inside who's like saying, "Hey, we're we're turning off these valves. Watch out!" And it's. It almost feels realistic in like this fun, like you said, Hollywood way, and it's just yeah, yeah. it's good. I like it. And that's where the the whole co-op thing comes in, where so if you've got two people playing it, on the one side the hacker can't, he can see the timer, but the control side can see uh, the pipes that need to be closed. You constantly need to be talking to each other to say, okay, close this pipe, close that pipe, open that up, and keep an eye on the amount that you're allowed to draw and the timer, obviously. I'm getting a little bit quicker each time. <laughs> uh, See, the more you play it, obviously, the, the quicker you get and the easier it gets. Once you know how the node works, it's easy to kind of do it. Which is kind of fun because you, you feel like you're learning something, you're getting better at something, and, and yeah, maybe the, yeah. maybe the replay value might be like, might not be as high as something else, but you're actually feeling like you did something, so it's still worth yeah. it. Alright, so school... Uh, and I think that's where, once we, we introduce more and more puzzles and the variation between all the levels, that 
you know, that'll keep people playing longer. <coughs> So that one's taken care of. Now we need the key logger. Okay. H J U T K. This one's virus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see an S. Oh, is it the five? five. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Little curveball there. Okay. So now uh, we need to uh, start the transfer. It's a, it's a little bit of a memory game. Uh, start. <laughs> All right. Running out of time here. <laughs> How much money am I supposed to get? I don't even know. Twenty-six. Twenty-six. I have to get but if all you the stop, way up to 26. Yeah, even if you don't get up to 26 and you stop the transfer before the time runs out, you get to keep what what you've transferred so far, and you oh. won't fail. Yeah, you know, oh, all the pipes, all the pipes, all the pipes. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> sure. You want to do this mission over again, don't you? <laughs> See, that's where I think if we if we increase the number number of pipes to like six pipes, maybe even more, then things would get really intense. Sure. <laughs> you might want to check on the time there. I think it's running out. Oh yeah, no, I, yeah. I actually just ended it. Oh, um, the stream is not a delay. So I got some money. Nice, cool, sixteen thousand. So. uh... Does that mean I can check the next mission or no? Uh, yes. Yeah, you can. Uh, right. You're probably... As long as you complete the mission, you can go on to the next one. I could listen to it, but... Oh, I don't have to. So so if you click forward and then back, it doesn't replay the audio. Uh, but that's okay. I'm not sure if you want that or not. Because uh, if you've already heard it, you might not want to hear it again. But yeah, it's just a story about what you're doing, um, right? Yeah, we put a bit of a story to the single player mode. This is quite nice voice and full HD. It's it's not that I don't care about the story. It's just that I I really want to <laughs> hack right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hack. <laughs> uh, what was it? Force and injection. All right. Okay, we're going to unlock. Alright, so here, this is cool, um, you're kind of stuck with these pieces, and then you rotate them to make it kind of work for the pattern that you're going to fill in on this side. And I love pipe dreams, <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, I, like, I'm sure there's like a bunch of like... I pipe dream light stuff out there, but like this this is great. And honestly I haven't seen a whole lot of uh pipe dream like stuff, so I think I think yeah. this is a, a good thing. I think this might be one of the first nodes that we 
kind of developed into the new method of our game because initially we started with the whole idea very similar to um called keep talking and nobody explodes where oh, okay sure the one person's got a, an actual pdf in front of them and they well it would have been control that has a pdf and you explain but we, we figured we wanted to make it more interactive so that you don't have one person just sitting and, and reading or you know that's you we wanted both players to to have to do things on their side simultaneously so that both are kind of engaged in the game sure and yeah. i think that's why i said this was the first one of the first nodes that we we, we kind of tried the whole interactive idea on I really kind of wish I had a second person to play this with. Um, and is there uh, is there any online capabilities for this or no? Yeah, this is online. The multiplayer is online. Oh, very cool. Uh, yeah, I just haven't gotten that far into to looking into it. Adrian, yeah, you don't want to jump on a game so. there? Oh, we can, but we still need to have a Steam invite first because it uses a Steam's peer-to-peer uh, relay server, so it has to be... Uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and uh, with this kind of game, would you be able to play it with the, uh, what is that, uh, oh, that's wrong. oh no, I lost the pipe, uh, was it direct play with everyone or something like that, that Steam calls it, are you guys familiar with that? I forgot. Uh, the, it's basically like online uh, couch play. Yeah, yeah. With this game yeah, work, something um, like that? No, because you won't have to switching around between two screens because you'll both ah, have to see different okay. screens. So, I see, so. I see. Good point, good point. Okay. Don't have to worry about that, that one. <laughs> oh, the time. Good call. It's interesting because you only see the time on the, on the side where you don't see the red, so... Yes. That's where it makes it a lot more challenging in, in color. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I should open that back up. Well, maybe not. I was doing much better at this last night. <laughs> at the pipes, at least. Come on! Might as well just right. stop on there, right? <laughs> did I go over? Yeah, you did. Oh <laughs> my. <laughs> By just a little bit, though. <laughs> so close. Your problem. It's funny because I keep thinking that Cornelius is, is about to say something, but it's just his voice acting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gotta click. Yeah, and, and for parts of this where it gets kind of quiet, I'll edit it out for the podcast, so the podcast will be a little bit shorter than the video, but. Um, yeah. <laughs> no worries. There's someone outside, I can hear some birds. <laughs> Yeah, I'm outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I'm, I'm not at home, so... <laughs> Well, we're glad to have you. <laughs> Even with the yeah, you can you can hear those hearty does from a mile away. All right, so now we got to start transfer. Okay. So one of the next things we're going to introduce is actually being able to use the in-game currency. So yes. we want to bring in like a kind of market thing where you can buy, I don't know, just things to help you with the, the puzzles and, and maybe like stop the timer for a bit and you know, those kinds of things. Yeah, so that's cool. Or unlocker more, and, uh, or even cosmetics. Right? Yeah. Because like all of this UI, like they're like hacking devices and stuff they look cool but they could look different you know if you had like you know it's i mean like obviously they work or something like that. yeah yeah these ones definitely work and i like them but you know there could be more options is all yeah the dog works for Cornet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is something we we have been thinking about um and all kinds of different things that you can do with the, the currency. Alright, so I can't go over, so I better just stop it now. No? Revenue threshold surpassed. Hmm. The uh, maximum is 21,000. You went over to 21,900. Did I really? Sure. I was over by 900? Oh, man. Yeah, you were. <laughs> I thought I had it. No exceptions. <laughs> no exceptions if you want to <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, I'll give it another shot here. Um, and if I can't do it this time, no we might just have to do some chatting. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, five. <laughs> uh, We're very strict with the amount that you're allowed to steal. Right, right. <laughs> I can't spell. <laughs> okay, I think it's yeah, the same ones. So, how long has the bank, uh, the game been in development? Uh, well, we actually, like I said earlier, we started off with the whole idea with the PDF, and we so we initially started I think in March, was it? Then uh, we started planning in February, and then we actually started yes. development in uh, around about middle of March. Yes, and then oh, we, wow. and then in April we kind of redid everything because that's when we decided now we want to make it more interactive, and that's where we brought in the whole control side. So we had to rework all of our puzzles, uh, so that you've got two sides to it that we both players are do actually physically doing something. So. Yeah, basically, I would I would say proper Four development months. probably started yeah in April. I cannot spell Savannah apparently. <laughs> Savannah, we don't have a lot of those here. That, I already spelled Savannah. Savannah. It's dry. Nah. All right, there we go. Uh huh. Oh, I already did that one. Injection. 
Like. I guess like Adrian said now, the game's only been in development for four months, so hopefully people will be a bit more forgiving for any uh, development <laughs> issues and things still happening. No, I mean, the, the fact that it's, it's this polished is amazing in four months, really. Yeah, we just uh, don't really take uh, answer ratios into account, so we only have uh, support 16.9. <laughs> so you can see here this injection uh, screen is quite a little bit uh, messed up. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, that support to that thing. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't even see what you're talking about, you know? So, it's one of those things when you're when you're really deep into it, you see deeper, you know? You're gonna see things that not everyone sees. Oh, that's yeah, I think we've spent so much time on these on these nodes and puzzles and levels that any small detail that that might be a bit off just it feels very jarring to us. Yeah, like this injection puzzle was a headache because there was this one bug who, that just didn't want to go away where if you have a valid flow, it will still fail you. Oh really? I, just, I spent like I think two weeks, day and night, trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Why is this thing failing? So these and ones more people started complaining it. about it, and eventually I got the issue. <laughs> That's the worst, right? Sure. There's something stupid. I can't remember what it was, but like, if you click on something, we shouldn't click, and then all of a sudden it just messes up the whole thing. <laughs> and okay. something that people click a lot, <laughs> often. Yeah, this this is actually a really hard game to play and interview at the same time. Very <laughs> <laughs> level. Can hear, hear you focusing. <laughs> right, right. Like I'm trying to listen and I'm trying to ask questions, but at the same time I'm trying to hack this bank. <laughs> I've only got like 38 seconds left. Maybe we'll make that the final level, the most difficult part, is you have to hack while interviewing someone. <laughs> <laughs> also questions while... Also, I ask questions while you're hacking. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Ten seconds. I think I want to stop right now. <laughs> <laughs> I did it, I stopped. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Greed is speed. <laughs> okay, so now I can go to the North Hill County Bank. You got a lot of banks on here. So are these actual banks? The North Hill's my high school. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm like, some, some banks make us upset, hey. you know? <laughs> uh, they're all made up. Um, just some of Afrikaans were translated into English and all that. So is the uh, are the images then like stock photography then or? Yeah, stock photography. They're just um, edited from Cornet, where you like add the logos and everything to the banks. <laughs> I love it. All right. So now I haven't done this ghost one yet. That's interesting. Let's see what that one's called. It's called Ghost. Yeah. Uh, so let's try it. Let's unlock Ghost. And then we'll run Ghost. Oh, I gotta install it first. 
the other one? It's injection and keylogger. Okay. Uh, run. Ghost. Alright. So I have no idea what I'm doing here. This looks cool though. All that aspect ratio. <laughs> so basically you need to check the lights on the hacker side and at the top of the control interface you need to select the same lights and it'll show you which frequencies you need to scan. Oh well, this aspect ratio is messing up <laughs> the ghost on control. So if you go to those little dots at the top of the control uh, console. The dots at the top of control. Yes, yeah, just just above the, the 2000. Those oh. that are all... Ah, I didn't even notice that you could click on those. Okay. You see? Yeah, the yeah. Robots, uh, the integration is messing up with the UI, so they're very oh, behind see that. the text. I see that. You see, and then it shows you which frequencies to scan. So then you set the frequencies on the hacker side as oh, the same. Oh, wow. There's a lot to this one. Okay. Yeah, this one's a bit more involved. And then you, yeah, you hit play, and then you have to listen out for a word. And then you type that into the boxes on uh, on the control, control side. side. And then the lights will change on hacker side. <laughs> yes, and then you kind of repeat the process. Uh, I think I'm missing a step. Um, these one and five, they one through five on the hacker side. What do those do? Um, uh, that's the end goal is to transmit on that on those channels. So, so I want those lights. Okay. Yes, yeah, so you want to find the word on the left for control side, and then as soon as you press submit for control, it will show you which channels you need to submit. Or tra I'm not, transmit. I'm not hearing any words, though. I'm hearing static. Uh, yeah, you have to scroll the... The waveform. Oh. Yeah. November. November. Yes. So then it. that means you have to you have to type an N on the control side in those little blocks. Oh, just N. Yes, and then you repeat the process because you'll see once you've typed Alpha. it into control, the lights will change on hacker's side. Oh wow. Alpha. This one takes a while. Alpha. It is a bit more involved. Yes. Alpha. It's it's okay. I mean, I'm not. I don't have a problem with it. It's just one of those things that you kind of have to learn one. Alpha. Alpha. Now it's saying alpha. Yes, so then A on the control side. Alpha. Reorder the word, the letters, so that they form. Oh, you can move these. Correct. I, I guess I'm not really understanding what you mean. 
uh, just on control side, uh, the, the letters that you've typed in. I'm just trying to figure out what the word is there. I don't know. I think I got it wrong. I was having trouble understanding what they were saying. Um, you, but you know, it's like kind of garbled and stuff. But yeah, the idea is the closer you get to the correct frequency, the audio. Well, it's a difficult one. It definitely takes some learning. Once you get the hang of it, it's quite easier. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I was like all of the nodes on this thing. It's just uh, gets easier as longer you play it. Yeah. So um, let's get back to some more questions on the project. Um, did uh, did you study? Did any of you study in college or um, outside of high school? Uh, yes, uh, I studied um, sound engineering, but more with a focus on uh, music and then television. So. Uh, films and series and that type of thing. Oh, wow. So did you get your chance to work on anything? Or uh, did you just change from film to games right after studying? Uh, no, I'm, I'm currently working um, on some series at the moment. Um, I'm jumping between series and ads. Um, that's my main job at the moment. And then wow. kind of on the side doing the games while we're trying to get things up and running. That's that's super cool. Um, I I imagine that there's like a lot of crossover as far as uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's basically it's it's the same approach. The, the the big difference between the two is just the fact that games are non-linear, so um, you don't necessarily have a timeline where you start at zero and you hit play and then the sound always plays back exactly the same way. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of it is the, the way you approach creating the sounds. It's still the same as you would in TV and movies. Yeah. Um, now, as far as making the sounds go, do you rely a lot on source materials that you find and then you edit and merge together with other source materials? Or do you do a lot of recording on your own? Uh, what, what's kind um, of like your pipeline? Well, with Hex, a lot of it is, is sourced material that I combine with some of my recorded um, stuff I have recorded. So, like, the ambience playing in the background is actually a campfire that oh. I combined with... Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's basically just a bunch of different fire sounds that I messed up a lot and processed very heavily to sound because there's I also I rain falling on the roof yes yes at times you can hear some rain falling but again you're not going to know that it's rain because it's so heavily processed um, yeah no, I, I love struggle it. to find the exact sound that i was looking for so um i, I kind of went back to to my approach that a lot of the times when i'm writing music i i try to mess take a sound and then i just mess it up as much as i can to see what i can find um oh, I so love I just it. kind of went with that approach so i took something that's completely non-related to anything in a computer and in like the hacking world and i just messed it up until i found what i was looking for 
That's so cool. And I, I do the same thing. I, I mean, I mostly do retro music and audio these mm. days, so I don't find myself yeah. being as much source material, but definitely when I was, when, uh, when I was in college and after college, I, I definitely love using source materials. Do you have any, uh, favorite sites that you go to for, uh, like royalty free sounds or stuff like that? Um, I've been using a lot of, uh, Zapsplat. I've never heard of that one. I really, yeah, I came across it like two or three months ago, just zapsplat.com. Uh, How do you spell it? Z-A-P-S-P-L-A-T.com. Zapsplat. Yes. Um, obviously, with a lot of their sound effects, if you have a free account, you have to attribute the sounds. Oh, so, sure. Um, we have obviously done that in the game. So, um, But yeah, they've got great sounds there. Um, you can also get a, I think it's a gold account or something where you don't have to credit them, but um, they have, yeah, they've got so many great sounds that you can use. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I, I use a site called uh, freesound.org. Um, uh, yeah, I have used some of their sounds before as well. <clears throat> but yeah. yeah, for this project, it's mainly been steps back. Very cool, very cool. I, I definitely appreciate you sharing that uh, with our listeners. I'm sure they appreciate it too. Oh yeah, I'm looking yeah, at these amazing sample, sample packs. There is a lot of sample packs here. Really yeah, cool. Pretty much anything you can think of, they'll have it. Yeah, yeah, cartoon sounds it looks like. It looks like there's different city sounds. Uh, grinder on metal. I like the angle <laughs> grinder on metal. That, that probably sounds... <laughs> cool paper there's a whole pack of paper yeah and then a retro <laughs> game yeah this is a really cool resource i really appreciate you sharing that yeah it's great I, I i love it how about anyone else on the team uh do you have any uh tools that you use that you'd like to uh plug or shout out um Oh, I basically use Unity, so Cornet might be playing um, more. For me... <laughs> You're a big oh. Unity fan, you say? Yeah, Visual Studio. That's the two tools I use yeah. for Unity and Visual Studio. Understood. <laughs> Cornelius, how about you? Well, mainly for, like, photos and stuff, I'll use Pixabay or Pixels. Ah. So they've got some nice uh, royalty-free stock images and then for vector stuff I'll use free freepick.com I think. Okay. Um so a lot of those I'll I'll kind of get an idea of what I want to do and tweak it to you know fit to our look and yeah but they've got some great stuff on there as well. Very cool. Um so yeah you don't want to go to freepickwithac.com, though, because that's pornography. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wrong side, Cornet. That's the wrong free pick. That's actually <laughs> what I've been using. Haven't, haven't you seen it? This is a different hacking game. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I keep that tab open, is what I mean. Nice, you know, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a K. It's a P P I K. Yeah, don't make the same mistake I just did. Luckily, I didn't do it on stream. <laughs> yeah, the switch is really. Uh... Thank God for multiple monitors. <laughs> Tell me about it. 
Okay, now that the red is now leaving my face here. Um, let's see. Okay, so um, Rob, you're obviously influenced by film. Uh, would and you you mentioned uh, Hollywood as far as um, how the the theme is and how it appeals. Um, how would you say film has inspired you in this game in Hex? Well, I've for this I've drawn a lot of inspiration from Westworld, especially the the latest season. Okay. Um, I'm a massive fan, and um, I'm I'm also a big fan of the the composer of Westworld, Ramin Djawadi. So I I just love the the types of sounds that he used in the score for season three, and um, I've kind of based a lot of my sounds and the I don't know we don't have a lot of music, but the the, the song playing in the main menu I've based a lot of my sounds off of the kind of approach he took for the sound in Westworld, um, the synths and stuff like that. So that has definitely been a big influence. And I, I kind of like the idea that with Westworld where they've got the, the, the old Western field and then the high-tech robotic feel to, to the sounds as well. Now, I haven't actually watched the show myself. I've heard a lot about it, and many, many people have told me to watch it, and I probably should just go and watch it. Um, it's a great show. Yeah, yeah it's, it sounds like it, because uh, it's got elements of, you know... Well, like, I haven't seen it. You, you, you would describe it better. But that's, yeah, that's basically combining two, two completely different worlds into one, and I'm, I just love that whole concept. Uh, I love that, too. Um, how about anyone else? Any anyone else have uh, any inspirations from uh, from film or any type of other media? I think uh, in general, like Adrian said the other day, that we're kind of a sci-fi simulator. Which I mean, technically the game isn't sci-fi at all, but it's got a very yeah sci-fi feel to it. You know, um, it's a kind of cyberpunky almost. Like a lot of my stuff, also we go for the like glitchy look and distortions. Oh, yeah. You know, like distortions and very kind of sci fi ish look. But we also, I mean, we like obviously being gamers ourselves, we get a lot of inspiration just from all sorts of games. I mean, I bought the, the new remastered version of Bioshock. I've been playing that at a bit and there's a lot of you know cool little things oh, yeah. you can yeah. kind of draw inspiration from. And, and it looks great. Like uh, all the, the graphics and stuff and like you're saying like the, the digital effects, the glitchiness, uh it it all works really well. Um that's all nice doing. And it it matches the uh the narrative. I mean obviously there's not a ton of narrative to the story, but there is, you know, there's um, obviously the voice acting as well. <laughs> um, so you're, you're kind of running the show. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but it, it looks like it, you know, because you're taking care of uh, the story. Yeah. Basically, you're, you're presenting the story. Um, who's writing the story? Is that, is that kind of everybody? or Cornelia. Cornelia as well. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Well, I guess if you have to be the one that that says the stuff, you might as well be the one that writes it too, right? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can kind of figure out what works and what doesn't work. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest, the graphic elements in this game isn't... It's not very time-consuming. minimalistic style. So, you know, I've kind of put my time into other stuff as well. and Yeah, it's very minimalistic. We want to make it more... You know, as, as we go on, we add a few more elements and we make it a bit more... Um, you know, interesting. Facelift to more animations and Adrian came up with a new. Oh, it new looks idea. fantastic. I mean, I could I could see yeah. that. You know, obviously it's still in early access, so it's still getting polished. But from what I can see so far, the the graphics are amazing. Um, and like you said, it's minimal, and it might not be taking you that much time. But you're clearly very good at what you do, and you're making great design decisions along the way. And the minimal decision is is helping it's definitely a a plus yeah, it helps that, you know Adrian also has a got a good creative eye so he kind of lays out the look and he kind of just tells me what what he, he what he lot. has in mind and then <laughs> yeah things up a bit so there's there's some conversation. <laughs> yeah. Sure. But yeah, I mean, it's also a work in progress. So we've come yeah, a long way the first from the, build, like, right? I think it's just first basically black and white, no moving parts, just a bunch of different scenes, just a static. <clears throat> wow. I think I think also the our whole approach yeah. with this, especially because it's our first game, has kind of been trial and error. So we that's I think why we're constantly still updating things, changing, seeing what works, what doesn't. So yeah, so we have uh, this F1 console. If you press F1 in game, you can actually give your suggestion or any bug reports. Um, oh, so we're also yeah. always reading that so what, what the players have in mind or what they're complaining about or what they don't like or just as a, like a cool idea they want to add in the game. And we read it and we actually consider a lot of these ideas. And um, also update a lot of the, it was like, for instance, Hannah, where a lot of people were complaining about Hannah not being of any help. So we decided to just give it a complete rework, redo the whole tutorial, and just also, also add a whole training room. Ah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that'd be a great idea. Now, this, uh, I've, I pulled up the bug report real quick. Now, how, do you, how did you code this into Unity? Is it, is it sending an email? What, what's actually going on behind the scenes here? Uh, we actually, we have a project board we use, you probably know about, it's, it's called Trello. Oh, sure, and I use Trello. Yeah, so we use that, and then Trello has a lot of nice APIs that can be called from any system, so I just implement that into the project itself, so every time somebody reports a bug, it just sends an API with their message and a screenshot of the game to our Trello board. Really? To the right bucket, so if it's a recommendation, it falls into the recommendation bucket, and if it's a bug report, it falls into the bug reports bucket. Wow, I really wish I knew how to do that. <laughs> they have a lot of um, nice documentation on their website as well to use it and how to call their APIs through Unity. I'm I'm definitely going to look into that. Thank you for explaining that. I did not know that Trello was that capable. We we used to use um, another uh, task manager system, but we, we moved over to Trello when I saw these uh, API calls I had. Wow, it does make it a lot easier. Yeah. Keep track of everything. Of course, we have the Discord. You can contact us on our Facebook and all our social links there at the bottom of the game. 
Ah, yeah, yeah, sure. I think I might have too many discords, but I'll try to join. If I well, can't, well, I'll join on my this community. What's that? Yeah, if anyone has... Sorry, I think I was interrupting Adrian now. Yeah, I was just saying we're, we're still trying to grow the community of Hex, so the more people join, the better, because we're, we're always open to, up to for suggestions or any great ideas the players have. Yeah, any suggestions, any um, any issues that they might pick up, they're more than welcome to just get in touch uh, on our Discord server. I am on. I am at my limit on my Discord servers, but I'm going. What I do with <laughs> I, I started a second account, so I wouldn't run out. So well, I'll, I'll add you on my second account. <laughs> thanks. Sorry about that. I still use it. It's it's you know. <laughs> But yeah, definitely, definitely go check this game out, everyone. Uh, go join their uh, Discord and help them develop it. Obviously, they've got a ton of cool uh, social links on the demo and on the uh, the game itself. If you want to join the early access, you can get all of the different uh, levels and stuff. You know, the different nodes. You get access to all the different puzzles and stuff on the demo. There's just a couple on there, a few few different puzzles on there, and uh, it's still really fun and it teaches you. You know, or at least you can see if it'll work on your system, that type of stuff. If it's something that's, you know, your cup of tea, um, but it's pretty cool. So I'm, I'm definitely thinking about grabbing the. Uh, it's only ten dollars. It looks like for the early access. Um, are you planning yeah. on changing the price when it's uh, fully done, or what? Is there a plan on that, or is it still too early to know? Um, no, we've decided to just keep the price at ten dollars. Wow, it's a, it's yeah, a great price. Um, you know, that's like a impulse range, you know. <laughs> yeah, we want to make we wanted to make it as easy as possible for for yeah. literally anyone to have access to it and be able to buy the game. Yeah, I also contacted Steam to because um, we wanted to create like a two pack deal where you basically get like a, you can buy two for the price for a price of one and a half basically, so you get fifty percent off if you buy two. But oh, yeah. Steam no longer allows any two pack deals. Mm, okay. Okay. So they say so we just have to like uh, when there's uh, festivals or uh, summer events, summer style events, and all that, and we can just up our sales on that. But yeah, we really would have liked to have a two-pack deal since this sure. is heavily focused on um, multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the Discord's probably a good spot to uh, meet up with people that already own the game, right? Well, yeah, like we said, we're yeah. still growing the the, the channel, but yeah. we have a dedicated uh, partner recruitment channel where you can just like hop in and ask people if you want to want to play a game, and then get yeah, replies from cool. there. Yeah, so so like right now, if you jumped in, you might have to wait for someone to respond and then line up a date or something. But in the future, when more people find out about this, hopefully, that channel yeah, gets pretty full. Yeah. So yeah, that's same. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. No, I can't wait to join. Um, like I said, I'll do it after the podcast. But yeah, for sure. I, I would like to see other people playing, you know. So I, I definitely want to jump in. Um, have you guys talked to publishers at all? Have you been reaching out? Uh, we are currently working with um, Albertino from Super Indie, Indie Game. Yes, they've been helping us out a lot. Um, they've been great. Oh, so you're already partnered with them? Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes. Oh, very cool. Um, well, it's 
not really a publisher. PR. Yes, yeah, I guess wow. it's more PR. Marketing. And uh, I imagine you have nothing but good things to say about them, yeah. or? But they're very really help. Um, yeah? Definitely recommend them for anybody else trying to make a, or trying yeah. to release, or getting the name of games out there. What kind of stuff have they helped you with? Uh, basically, it's getting a lot of uh, influencers, YouTubers, Twitch streamers, uh, just a bunch of people asking for keys to like play on their channels or um, yeah, on their review the Twitch game accounts, and write articles and yeah, like Rob says, reviews. So that sounds fun. Has that, has that been pretty fun? Yeah, it's definitely helped to get the name out there. Yeah, it's so fun to read all the different articles people write about the game and how they see the game. Of course, you get the little uh, bad app every year and there, but we're always open for. Um, uh, yeah, that's how you get better, right? I mean, yeah, sometimes you're going to get negative reviews, even with a positive game, even with an awesome game. Someone can come up with a reason why it's not perfect for them. Yeah, of course, not every game is for everybody. Yeah, it's impossible to please everyone. It might, it might suck as a developer to be like, oh, that review doesn't mean anything really. Yeah, but... it demotivates you a little, but oh, then you always <laughs> check out other guys and like they actually enjoy the game, so you just keep on going. Yeah. That and yeah, there's is, always something yeah. you can learn from almost every review, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You take the positives from it and kind of leave the rest. It is, it is difficult not to, to initially feel offended when someone says anything negative about your game. It's almost like, you know, you've... It's this you try so hard very, and... Uh... Yeah, you put in so much work into it and then someone says, no, nah, they hate it, um, which they're completely entitled to say. It's sure. just difficult to, to not always feel uh, offended. You know, it's like someone saying, hey, your ba- you've got a really ugly baby. If your ugly's baby, no, if your baby's ugly, you probably want to know, right? Yeah. <laughs> but exactly, you, you, take, you take the positives from it and, uh, yeah. and just move on. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so, so like you mentioned earlier, this game's kind of got like an arcadey feel to it, and I, I love that. You know, I love arcade type games. Um, is there a influence of uh, that type of game? Obviously, like um, what what kind of games have you guys been playing in your, in your past? Not games like this, to be honest. <laughs> really? We all play different games. For yeah, really. I play yeah. a lot of Rust. <laughs> Uh, we really enjoy that game. Rust, uh, okay. I'm a big survival game guy. Uh, a lot of people don't, it's not a cup of tea, but I really enjoy those type of games. Um, actually, one, I... of our, one of our own goals are to, or is to make a survival game, but we'll need a lot more than just three people to be able to do that. Sure, sure. Uh, one, of, one of my favorites was uh, The Forest. I, I like that survival game. Yeah. Um, of course, I'm not a big like, online guy. So I really like the idea of like being alone in the woods. And that's it seemed like a scarier game that way. <laughs> the forest was very scary when it first came out. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. After a few years, it's not as scary because you know you can just yeah. beat the crap out of those guys and until there's too many, um, <laughs> and then they drag you off into your cave, right? <laughs> yeah, with uh, with their six-legged uh, whatever the mutant thing was. Yeah, yeah. That was a good one. Um, how about everyone else? Is it all survival um, games for everyone? I play. Well, I, Dota? I play a whole Way lot of Dota. Maybe too much. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
Yeah. Way too much. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, since I was small, I've been playing a lot of, um, I, I, like, I really enjoyed the Elder Scrolls. Cool. Scroll game. Excited for the new one? I'm very excited um, for number six. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I've actually been following the, I've been following that, um, I don't know if you know, Skywind, where they take, uh, it's like a volunteer thing that these guys put, um, they put Morrowind into, into the um, Skyrim engine. Oh, wow. No, I have not so heard they, of that. That's super interesting. Uh, you know, I never played Morrowind. Go Google it. They, they released a, they released a gameplay oh, really? demo on Friday night. We actually submitted looked, a few years back. Kunay yeah. and I actually submitted been some, added for ages. some sounds and some point samples a few years back. I don't know if they actually used it, but That's awesome. I doubt it. Yeah. yeah. It's all on a volunteer basis. So uh, what I'm gathering is that you like 3D yeah. first person uh, type type stuff. So so something like this is is not exactly something that you you play all the time, but it works really well. <laughs> how, how did you uh, do that? <laughs> I actually really like the idea of keep talking about explodes, but uh, easier to make. I, I like playing with people. That's how my game types are and. This is heavily focused on communication and playing with somebody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's that one called? You said uh, "Keep Talking and No One Explodes." Is that what it is? And nobody explodes. Yeah, that game. Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't actually played it, but I've seen a lot of footage of it. Um, I live by myself, so I don't really have a an optimal situation to play co op style games like that or asymmetrical games or anything like that. Uh, mm. But I can watch the videos, you know, and it yeah. seems like a really cool game, and I can definitely see where you got some inspiration from especially with the switching between the control and the hacker yeah yeah i think and i think that uh, we like we said now a lot of us we are all into the 3d style game so i think that's definitely something we're going to edge more towards uh with future releases yeah our next game is going i really have an idea for a lot of future releases <laughs> like uh Cornel rob told but uh, Definitely when X is um, up and running and finished or completed, then we kind of start. Or, yeah, we want to. I can't really gonna say too much because I'm afraid I might not step on my word, but next game I will be 3D for sure. Gotcha. Yeah, you know, it's it's really easy when you're in the middle of a. Uh, or when you're, when you're polishing up a project, it's really easy to get excited about your future projects. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there's still scope to worry about yeah. and team and all that stuff. So yeah, I can, I can totally see where you're coming from. Yeah. But that's great that you're, that you're excited because you know what that means? is That means you're having a good time in the project that you're working on. Yeah. So and that's huge, the, right? Because if you yeah. don't have a good time. Yeah. yeah, yeah so far the process the has been yeah, yeah. just a blast from start to finish. Except when Adrian has to maybe fix my coding errors but other than that it's been great yeah i think uh, we could like half the development time <laughs> drop down and touch the code but you know that's great unfortunately <laughs> the whole trial and error approach i've been doing that with uh, the coding as well so it hasn't always worked out that well <laughs> yeah 
he started learning how to make variables in code, and that's when he started coding on, on tricks. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I am a lot better now, but those first couple of months, well, first couple of weeks, that was scary. <laughs> I'm still trying to clean off that code he wrote. <laughs> yeah. Um, you got to like branch or something, right? <laughs> yeah, we didn't think about that before, before this. So. Um, actually, want to do, the next project is going to use Git, but currently we're using a Unity's collaborating system, which doesn't have branching, unfortunately. So uh, I'm just cleaning right, it doesn't have it doesn't have branching, but if you don't send it, yes. <laughs> until it works, that's usually a good thing. Yeah, but tell, tell that to I Rob. To learn that the hard way. <laughs> 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 oh, right, that's good though. So uh, obviously there was. And there's always going to be speed bumps when you're developing a game. But like, like you said, you're having fun along the way. So what kind of tips do you have for, to keep it fun? Because like, sometimes it, you've heard of development hell. We've all heard of it. We're all afraid yeah. of it. How do you avoid development hell? The way I do I'm not sure about Cornel and Robert, but how I do it, I actually pull them in with me. But when I get like, frustrated or bored with one thing, I start doing something exciting or something new for the game. And then... It, that motivates me up again, then I go back to the issue I had before. I love it. That's, that's good. Anyone else? I think on my side, it's, it's mainly just not being afraid to explore, you know, different things and trying something completely different. And um, yeah, break it, break see, see what happens, later. and then <laughs> kind of, you know, just constantly creating something new. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Commit first, to ask questions later. I'm all in. Basically, yeah. All or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm just making fun of you. I'm sure you're great. <laughs> I'm not. He's terrible at coding. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't all be yes, amazing. Doing sound is rather <laughs> my strong. He's <laughs> learning at least. <laughs> yeah. If I have to touch anything sound wise, this game will be. Uh, you're a bleeding game for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's been a bit of, been a, been a, awesome. bit of a, a process and a learning curve for me, but I'm getting, I'm getting there. <laughs> for all of us, that all the how all the systems work together, like the art and the coding and the sound, just make them all just yeah. work. Yeah. And you're doing this all in Unity. Um, are you guys using any uh, assets that you bought from the asset store or anything like that? And uh, that's no, all stock. Well, stock as yeah, all, it's all uh, just original content. Yeah, yeah, like, like you rolled your own everything, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course, a lot of help <laughs> from Google as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's that's how you develop, right? Yeah. That's the best developer is Google. Yeah. Stack Overflow. Unity answers. Sure. <laughs> I love Unity yeah, answers. Yeah, they're really helpful. I, uh, I, I've never actually had to ask exactly. a question. They're all answered. Yeah. Already awesome, already answered. Yeah. I mean, like, how good is that? I mean, th like, four years ago, they're already all answered. Like, maybe <laughs> I just don't have enough questions. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you guys see the studio in, like, five years? Hopefully Japan. <laughs> Japan, okay. I want to move to Japan. I know about Cornell Raw, but I really want to move there. Well, you can work remotely. I mean, this whole game is being done remotely. 
Well, yes, it, that's it, true. It was Germany first. Again, Cornell? Yeah, I'm saying it, it used to be Germany up until like a month ago. Then Audrey yeah. was like, yeah, nah, I nah, I want to go to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> so you're traveling everywhere, right. man. But working, <laughs> working remotely actually Travel is good. that much of a struggle for us because obviously we, yes, this whole we, game was we only saw each other since we started we... making this game. We only saw each other like two weeks ago because we, once we started properly yeah. in April, uh, South Africa went into lockdown. So we weren't allowed to go anywhere. So this whole game was made sure. during lockdown. So we, this game was basically made over uh, Discord. Yeah, so many Discord. Through calls. Discord. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think Discord's a great way to work remotely. And uh, this, from this COVID stuff, that's what I'm hearing mostly is that people are working remotely more than now than ever yeah. um, just because they have to um and also it's, it works pretty well technology is pretty good at that you know collab on unity yeah, it's a great way to send the project you've got all types of google drive dropbox whatever you want you know it's up yeah so far it's been, yep, it's kind of been working for us yeah, yeah. And you mentioned you're in South Africa. We haven't really gone into that. Um and I'm in the US, so I have no idea other than <laughs> other than District 9. I have no idea what it's like in South Africa. <laughs> well, I'm a bit lion died exactly the other day. Like that. So yeah. it's quite bad actually. Like Cappy, right? Oh yeah. Cappy Cappy. as well. Yeah. But like when I said now it's exactly like District 9. That's that's it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. So I I imagine you guys listen to to uh, yeah. word all the time. I'm just kidding. Uh, but what's it like there as far as the industry scene? I, I actually don't know. Is the, there isn't really an industry? Um, yeah, there isn't really a game did. development <laughs> industry here. Not as far as we know. Yeah. Uh, except for. Boot Fighter, but that's a more like South African-based game. Yeah, made for South Africa. I mean, there 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 are a handful mm -hmm. of gaming studios. I think I know of maybe two or three, but other than that, there isn't really much of a scene in South Africa, not for development. I wow. know about twenty four no. ways. But I don't. And how about like tech startups? We don't have that here because I, we checked Kickstarter and um, what's the other one? Uh, Indiegogo and uh, really? South okay. Africans. <laughs> really, we're not allowed. I didn't wow. even know that. So there's wow. You have to have wow. an American or European account or a Japanese account or something like that, but South African accounts aren't supported on this on the site. I've I've heard of that before. Uh, when I was working with a Russian developer who who wasn't able to access uh, Indiegogo, I believe we can access it and we can donate ourselves, but we can't start our own campaign on Indiegogo. Exactly. Or Kickstarter, yeah. And that's what he did. He used someone else's uh, account to to run it or whatever. We you kind of jumped around on the three to five or the three to five year question, right? So so in like oh, I guess I said five years, but in five years, this game's going to be out. Is there going to be another game out, you think, in five years? Oh, oh, yeah, so I'm hoping for at least three games by five years from now. Three games, okay. Rob and Cornet. But of course, we want to grow this company. Yeah, yeah, the team size. How many uh, roles are you trying to fill, do you think? Or I guess you're going to wait till, you've, till you find out the game, right? I think 
the main priority now after Hex will be, of course, to get more 3D designers and everything because Cornet will not be able to do everything on its own because 3D design, as you might know, takes time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a ton of us out there. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Hey, Cornet? Yeah, we'll need, you know, just a lot more roles that go, go along with 3D, yeah. you know. Like, you've got lighting and text, texturing and yeah. animation is a massive part. Oh, yeah, yeah rigging and As the game um, grows, we'll kind of grow the team and, from there. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see more from uh, uh, Solid yeah, Studios. Yeah, we, we've got, luckily, we, we've got a lot of ideas so <laughs> um, already brewing. Um, it helps that Adrian doesn't sleep and he just thinks of new gaming ideas. So there's... Yeah, I have a lot of issues. With, I have like pure insomnia. Well, not insomnia, was it? <laughs> yes, insomnia. So I just like wake up every night for like five hours and just come up with a bunch of ideas. And I pitch them to Cornell and Rob and then they hate it. And I'm like, okay, fine. And next night I come up with another idea and I pitch it and I'm like, cool, they like it. And we put it in the backlog. Yeah, so there's a lot in the day. pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome um how about uh advice for uh other developers that are starting out or um or just advice that you've heard that helped you uh probably the best one I think a big thing yeah. is, <laughs> the big thing for me is being able to take criticism i think that breaks mm. a lot of people oh, yeah. in any creative industry. Oh, I definitely agree. It can kill your passion quickly and yeah, I think you they should will just you a lot. be able to take it and take, take the yeah, it can it can break a lot of people. So I think you should be able to take that and, you know, take the aspects from it and see if you can improve on that. But sometimes you just have to say, well, you know, it doesn't really matter what this guy said. Yeah, yeah, that thick skin is super yeah, useful as a I developer. And you gotta, you gotta have ears too. You gotta listen. Yeah, you have to be open for suggestions and everything as well, because ultimately you're making this game for players, not just for yourself. So you have to be open for any other suggestions yeah. or criticism, as Courtney said. That's a great point. Yeah, I mean, there there are games that get made where the developer they just they don't. They're making it for themselves, and they don't really care. Yeah. And, and sometimes those do well, but it's really, really, really rare that those do well because, you know, most of the time it takes a community to exactly. make the game. One thing also I want to mention is start yeah. off small because if you go, if you bite the whole elephant, you're not going to make it. You're just going to like get demotivated as well and just give up. Starting small—that's another really, really great piece of advice. My first game, I think I spent two and a half, three years on it. Um, well, I guess this wasn't even my first game. This was, this is like you know maybe five years into my career as a developer, and I was still making games that were completely overscoped. You know, yeah. I just had to, I had to cancel that game after like two and a half years of working on it because it was just I never scoped it correctly to begin with. Yeah, that was us with Oswald. We uh, came up with this the idea before Hex, and halfway through we mentioned or we realized this is going to take a lot longer than we thought. Yeah. Now, is that project still on the shelf, or is that just something that you're probably never going to go back to? I think we would ask an abandoned project. And that happens. <laughs> it might be Rizit, might not. We'll see. But... <laughs> well, that's really great advice. Robin, you sound advice from your side. Um, 
<laughs> for me it's it's always just about like i said earlier just exploring and kind of you know messing around with ideas and not being afraid to to experiment with things that not necessarily might not necessarily feel like they they fit into whatever you're trying to make but trying out different things um, and trying out unconventional things and not being afraid to to do something a bit different again really really great advice uh For me personally, when I think of that, I think in terms of marketing, that is like extremely valuable, Um, especially if you have a game where you're you're not when you're if you're like copying someone else, it gets easier because you can just copy what they did. But if the game is not really a copy at all, it gets really difficult to know what's going to do. We actually we actually had this idea for a marketing ploy to uh, release Hex and uh, price it at something ridiculous like a million rand, you know, a million dollars a million just dollars. for the first week. So we only have to sell <laughs> one, one copy and then we'd, we'd be set. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's you know, good. I like that. YouTubers like Mr. Beast are the one who will buy the game and like make clickbait videos. Like I bought a most yeah. expensive game on Steam or something like that. Yeah, you know, that could be scary though, if like someone like charged back with like illegal keys or something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that yeah, that, that would be. be scary. Um, but yeah, you know, it'd be it, it, despite that. It, what would be funny, right, is because you know Steam lets you do like sales, right? You could figure yeah. out the maximum percentage. And then figure out a way to, to make it still the normal price, but only at oh, that yeah. maximum sale. So like 99% off or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Like like but I like, I like that because, like I said, you got to experiment with your marketing and sometimes guerrilla tactics work. Yeah, I guess you have to kind of do what you have to to get your name out and stand out from the crowd. But it was unfortunate that Steam has not allow a million dollar rent, oh, million dollar game, so we had to scratch that idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless you want to end up yeah. with a bunch of chargebacks for a million dollars, you never know. Um, <laughs> might might be, you know, someone yeah. might see that see the dollar signs. I don't know. Uh, it could go south very quickly. <laughs> yeah, run it by your lawyer, yeah, or something. Um, <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, I was gonna say something else, and I forgot it. Oh, here we go. Uh, how about how about milestones? Have you uh, have you crossed any big milestones? Clearly, you're on Steam. That's got to be one of them. Yeah, the release is yeah. a big milestone for all, all three of us. Uh, now that you're saying the early yeah. access release was a big milestone, or the yeah, upcoming yeah. release is a big okay. Now, when is the upcoming like full release? Have you guys decided on a date for that, or are you still working it out? Uh, currently, we're, we're aiming for uh, one year of early access and then the final release. So maybe next oh. year, June, July round. No quotes <laughs> wow. on that. We're not sure about it. <laughs> but we're aiming for at least, sure, sure. Uh, a year for the early access. That's understandable. And for anyone who's listening and hasn't seen the game, it looks extremely polished for being only four months in development. 
So I can only imagine what a whole other year of development is going to do to this. Yeah, it might be a completely different game by then. This game has changed a uh, lot yeah. from the original idea up until now. This game is yeah. nothing like the original idea. Well, that's something that next game you'll have learned from this game, and hopefully you won't have to make as many drastic changes yeah, okay. later in the development. Yeah, I but think, I have uh, a feeling... I have a feeling that this is going to test so pretty well. So far, the response has been so far the response oh, yeah. we've gotten has been great. So um, yeah, we're kind of just building it off of that. Yeah, we also have a lot of French players who love the game. I don't know what's going on in France, but they <laughs> they're <great>. buying it. <laughs> mm. Interesting. Yeah, most of our sales are from France. Um, it's quite strange. Uh, probably a YouTube, a famous France YouTuber made a video about. It, I'm not sure. Sure, or maybe a blogger or something like that. Maybe. Yeah, at one point, I was getting a bunch of downloads from Brazil, and I was like, huh. And then I, I looked where they were coming from, and they were coming from a Brazilian blog about uh, this software, Piscal, that I started with. Uh, before I changed to A-Spread, I was using this other free software called Piscal, and this guy was writing an article about Piscal, put my game in there, put screenshots of my game, talked about me, and I still get downloads from that that site which is kind it's of funny, like two years ago. <laughs> it's funny how it works out that your sales come from, yeah. from a country that you never even thought it would yeah right right we have just like maybe a, uh, think about localization and uh localizing the game in france as well yeah adding right right but then also think of all the other countries that might be <laughs> Hey, we have French players who can ask them to uh, translate, but they might actually yeah. translate into something very terrible. <laughs> oh, you know what? We uh, we went into Rob's career history, but we didn't talk about uh, anyone else's careers outside of games. Does anyone else care to go into that? I mean, we could we could skip over it, but I don't mind. Uh, can I? Yeah, we can go for it. Well, you can go first. Okay. So I never went to study. I graduated high school and then uh, worked for a a software company who works in uh, the quarries here in South Africa, um, all ah. the mining quarries and everything. So he, it's called Cornstone Software. Um, so I was help desk there trying to learn how the software works. And I really wanted to be a developer and didn't really know much about coding. Because in high school we learned Delphi and nobody uses Delphi. So, yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of it. Yeah, that's a, um, it's a really old programming language that barely anybody uses now. So he wrote the system in C Sharp, and I this is the time where C Sharp really was booming in the industry. So I went sure. there on the help desk and trying to figure out how the whole thing works, and then I resigned there later on because I never actually got into any development. And then oh. I tried uh, websites, making my own website. So I started Solid Studios, actually, in 2017. And that's when I started making websites for people around my area and everything. And wow. then this one company contacted me saying they want a developer for their digital signature company. And, Very uh, cool. Just to keep them anonymous, I'm not going to say the name. But they sure, sure. hired me and they actually really built me up. And I learned a lot from them. I really appreciate them. But I was working there for two years, and that was when Cornet messaged me and asked if I want to make a game. I was like, yeah, sure. So wow. we started with the game, and then uh, end of March this year, just right before South Africa lockdown, 
uh, I resigned there. Mm-hmm. I just started game development full time. Wow, that's super impressive. Not only you ending up into software without getting the uh, traditional education of software, uh, your engineering background stuff. That's that takes a ton of effort. I I didn't I didn't take any computer science classes, um, so all of all of my training is is self taught. But I don't think a lot of software companies would want to hire me outside of games. So that's that's really cool that you were able to to. Yeah, do I was really that lucky to that. meet the um, meet them. Actually, met them in the restaurant. The, the ones wow. the one guy's girlfriend was a waitress a waitress there, and that's how they actually contacted me. Wow, that's so cool. And then also, it takes so much guts to quit to, yeah, to work I, in a game. I, sorry about my language, but I felt like an asshole when I resigned there <laughs> because it really taught me a lot. And it really helped me a lot well, in my, uh, my industry. You know, you got you to gotta do what, what makes you happy. Yeah. And, you know, if someone helped you, that's great. You can thank them. Hopefully they did it to be helpful, not to help themselves, you know? But they were really um, supportive about my idea, and I said, yeah, you're young, go for it. That's awesome. That's so cool. How about you, Cornelius? You want to go into your career? Yeah, so I, um, I studied graphic design two years. Okay. And then um, I was working for a company that did like vehicle branding. I was a designer there for two years or so, and eventually I just, I don't know, I just kind of got over it, and I got into, like, modeling, and um, I went to Singapore for a bit. The face of the company. (laughs) But, um... (laughs) And the voice. Yeah, it was... And the voice. So when you say modeling, you actually mean, like, getting photographed by photographers and stuff? Yeah, like dude modeling and all that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm actually on a free pick. It's freepick.com slash Cornet. Don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> yeah, so from there, I just, um, I've been freelancing with graphic design. You know, so giving up that job security and stuff was, tough in the beginning, but eventually got to a place where I was, you know, I had enough of a client base and me and Rob also like got together because I started getting more into video and animation. So wow. we started a company together and yeah. So, so you're paying the bills with freelance? Been doing a lot of, <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is yeah. super impressive. But, uh, yeah, it's, like I said, it was tough in the beginning, but actually, like, during lockdown, it's been it's been going very well. A lot of, um, especially since I got into 2D animation, like, it's really opened a lot of doors for me. That's so cool. So, yeah. Yeah, I would but, love um, to just yeah, I mean, take that very, leap, but... Finding the client base is not easy. And then, I don't know about you, man, but commissions, they, sometimes you're just pulling your hair out. You know what I mean? It is quite scary. Yeah. I'm, I, I've actually been lucky. Like, I've 
got a solid clientele that they pay well and they you know they don't hassle me and yeah I've, I've been very fortunate and I'm doing stuff that I really enjoy I'm not sitting hours on end doing designs and stuff that I really hate wow so, that's super cool uh, and I know, no, I know that it's not going you know, the money is not going into someone else's pocket for my hard work Right, right. Yeah. So you probably had to deal with all types of stuff before you got to that point, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it does come with a lot of issues and stuff. Do you have any um, uh, specific or uh, like, design-specific tips for freelancers? Um, I think like the big thing I had to realize is you shouldn't be scared to name your price. Because especially in the design world, people will take advantage of you. Oh, it's so hard. Quickly, and they expect you to do something for for free, or you know, if they want it for next to nothing. But the the big thing is like, if you're gonna charge someone a small amount that you don't think your work is worth that, and you do that work, you're gonna resent them, and you're gonna resent doing the work. And you're also not going to give your, you know, put your full, like, full amount of time or, you know, you're not going to do as good a job. And then, yeah, that can bite you in the heart. So if someone's willing to pay, then you're going to be happy to do it. And you're going to have, you're going to be happy because you're getting your money's worth. They're going to be happy because they're getting a great design. And I feel like what you have to do there is like, I I mean, it doesn't sound easy the way you've described it, but it's it's actually a lot more difficult than it sounds because you have to figure out first of all, you got to figure out your overhead, right? You know, you got rent, you got food, you got maybe a dog or a cat or kids, family, whatever it is. You got to pay for your own bills, so you got you got to do that. You got to make that much. And then you got to figure out how much time you actually have to work and how many clients you can fit into that, how many projects you can fit into that, and then divide that by how much you can charge each person for what project to actually get your bills paid. And then your bills need to get paid in the end. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm impressed. No, I'm super it, impressed. Yeah, no, it, it took, took a while to get there, but... Um... Like, big thing is you're on your own clock. You know, you're not on someone else's clock. So, so you can true. play Dota all day and work like, all night. When I feel like work, work. make or break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can work in your underwear, or you could not work at all. Yeah, I've, I've been in lockdown <laughs> for three years now. Uh, and that brings up another point, though. When you're when you're working from home, you kind of have to go out of your way to have social interactions. Yeah, you can kind of get like yeah. cabin fever. Oh yeah, and it's important to have reality. You have to make a point of it. Talk to people and be like, "Hey, am I, am I still <laughs> yeah, working correctly? <laughs> Do I need a hard reset?" You know. Yeah. The, yeah. The big thing is you don't really switch off. If you're working for yourself, you don't just get home and you can switch off. You know, you've got stuff 
You just always yeah. want to work or do something. Constantly, I actually think. Yeah. Yeah, no, I feel that too. And for me, one of the biggest things is dealing with the stress of that. Uh, because when you don't shut off, you're not ever like releasing that tension. You know what I mean? Yeah. So obviously posture uh, is going to help a lot. Being active, only working for like an hour and a half at a time and then taking 15, 20 minute breaks, you know, trying to go jog or do some push-ups or something. All that's really going to help. Yeah. For anyone, anyone yeah. out there who's trying to go yeah. full-time, um, like by on your own freelancing and stuff, like definitely take that into consideration. It's important to have a yes. balance. So I feel like now we've got everything covered, you know, as far as your backgrounds, uh, your careers, the game itself. Um, is there anything that I missed? Mm. Yeah, oh, no, nothing comes to mind right now. We're <laughs> <laughs> talking about the future of the company and the game, and yet yeah, the past. Future <laughs> and the past and the past. Yeah. As well, yeah. What would you like to say to potential players? Uh, <laughs> what was that? I missed you it. You too can hack for games. Go hack. Please don't, yeah, don't, go, real don't go hack real bikes. Please. <laughs> this game doesn't yeah, teach you anything. You... You, you can learn how yes. this way without getting caught. Yeah, because we all know hacking has five cents. We are not responsible. <laughs> Look, if you hack a bank using our in-game methods, <laughs> then you deserve to hack that bank. <laughs> no banks were harmed during the making of this game. No, no, just, just our previous high schools. <laughs> yeah. our, own, our own bank Yeah, account. that actually took a toll. <laughs> Right on, right on. So, how about any any more plugs? Uh, any super fans? Any uh, thank you, mom? Like, what, what, who would you like to thank here? Well, I guess we can thank our oh, two best uh, <laughs> developers here, Cornelia and Rob. I'm just here for <laughs> for the fun. Sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't do anything for this game. I just was. Bossed them around basically. They did all the coding as well, including Rob. Um, I think the the big thing is if if anyone's interested and uh, would like to join our community or reach out, uh, we're available on pretty much all the big social media platforms. We're available on Discord, so people should feel free to reach out and connect with us. We're always open to any feedback and any suggestions and just if anyone wants to chat um yeah just reach out and it seems like a really good way to do that would be to just download the demo which has the links on the right on the bottom of the title screen but it sounds like you could have the discord link but our website has everything on it yeah all right um so what's Uh, the best way to find your discord uh if you just go to solo studios Dot com. You can also find our Discord yeah, link at the bottom, and also if you buy the full game. Yeah, the full game's got all the links. All right. We'll update the demo though. Yes. We need to update the demo. Solid Studios is hyphenated. Dot com. 
And uh, there has all the links. So that is the best way to do it. Yeah. Right? Although I might, I'm actually not the Discord. the Discord link. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually I'm on the website now. Let me quickly add okay. that to our talk. <laughs> so, so now we know why your Discord's <laughs> not as full as it should be. No, I'm just kidding. Um, actually, that's Cornell I, drew out the three of us there at the bottom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah, no, I, I haven't actually been to the Discord, so that was completely a joke. I do not know how well it's um, going. But soon you'll be able to go to the website and get in contact reach out on all the platforms <laughs> very cool and you're also uh on twitter and instagram and youtube yeah. all of the places yes yeah. wherever people go for any type of social media we're there okay well i feel like we've covered pretty much everything it sounds like there's nothing else that you guys want to talk mm -hmm. about uh i want to thank you guys a ton for uh not only providing me with the key for uh early access uh, but for reaching out to me and showing me this awesome game, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't have not known about it had you not reached out to me. Um, you know, of course, maybe in the future. Yeah, cool, but thanks, thanks for having. Yeah, us. yeah, no, absolutely, definitely. I'd, and honestly, I'd love to have you back on uh, later, it, it, maybe in a year or so after the release, and um, ask how it did, and see where you're going on your next project, and see see the changes in the studio. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Cool. All right, guys. Well, we'll ha we'll call it there. Yeah, thank and, you so uh, much. For thank you, guys. Us. Oh, thank you. Great. Yeah, thanks so much for having us, man. All right. I okay. Well, website. Our Discord link is now on there. Just, just plugging that in <laughs> there real quick. That was that was extremely quick. <laughs> I don't take shit. <laughs> now that that is customer service right there. <laughs> We had an issue yesterday. Uh, one person from France actually mess uh, Facebook messaged us. They were like, listen, we can't join each other um, on the game. Uh, and I was like, what? And I went in and I saw the bug. I was like, oh, fuck. And I quickly fixed it and then I just published it as well. So it's like within an hour it was fixed. Yeah. Just plugging hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, if a player is having issues, they should email you right away. Oh, <laughs> email us, Facebook message us. Uh, Twitter, message us, Discord, Instagram, we're everywhere. Just if there's anything you want to talk about or there's issues, just let us know in all these platforms. And if it doesn't get fixed <laughs> in 30 minutes, it's free, right? No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll edit that out. Sorry, guys. No, I'm sorry. Okay. Well, I think we'll end the podcast here. You've, you've been a ton of fun. Thanks again. Uh, and uh, goodbye, everyone. Appreciate Thanks. it. Thanks. Thanks, man. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to episode 12 of Indie Game Dev Report. Check out Hex Hacking Simulator on Steam. It's in early access right now. Stay tuned for more Indie Game Dev Report in the future. And everyone, have a great rest of your day.